This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornborough, and glad you're joining me today for another episode. It is May 31st, 2020, and this is episode 142, I believe. And uh, today we're going to, well, you're going to get the super laid back, casual conversation of me just kind of shooting the breeze about what I'm doing. But I want to focus mostly on what I'm doing with the new property, uh, the property we bought next door to our property uh, last year, early last year. And I haven't done a whole lot with it. We had moved a fence over, you know, a few feet into that property uh, to uh, run the fence directly back to the barn that was on that property. Uh, But the entire lot is vacant. There's really been nothing going on there. And I haven't done anything with it yet until yesterday. I started uh, putting in my food forest. What I'm going to do is take a majority of that of that space and start working on putting a small scale food forest in that lot. And um so I want to talk a little bit about that, about food forest, about why I'm kind of going that route, um, and just kind of things like that. But, you know, it's just really laid back uh, podcast episode today. I don't have an interview. We've done a lot of interviews lately. We haven't had a solo show where I've just been on here shooting the, shooting the breeze in a while. So I thought it'd be a good time to do that. But kind of like my worst fear happened, I knew that I was off work for several weeks, and I just kind of knew when I went back to work. It was just going to be crazy, and uh, and it has been. I've been working a lot of hours. I've been going to a lot of different places I don't normally go to. Um, yeah, so it's just been kind of crazy, and I've been trying to get a lot of things done around here because this is probably the busiest time of the year on the homestead as far as just planting things and getting things set up and, and uh, you know, getting animals going again. And just everything is just kind of piles all at once. So I've been really, really busy, and I haven't even had a lot of time to, to book interviews or anything. But that being said, if you would like to be interviewed on this podcast, I'd love to talk to you. If you've got, if you, if there's something uh, special you're doing, like a certain animal that you like to focus on, or a certain thing you like to focus on in your garden, um, or or you just have this uh, specialty thing that you're really into as far as homesteading related uh, uh, thing goes. Um, that's fine. Or you just want to talk about your homestead. Maybe you've been an experienced homesteader for years. Maybe you're just starting out and you want to talk about some of the things you're doing on a small urban lot or, in a, you know, a several acre property you just bought and you're just getting started. That's great. I'd love to talk to you about those things. I love hearing folks stories. Everybody's got a story. I find everybody's story interesting. I really do. So um, I'd love to hear about what you're doing. So if you want to be on the podcast, 
send me an email, sthomestead at gmail.com, or you can go uh, to my website, haroldthornbrow.com, and fill out the contact information there. And uh, I generally do interviews on the weekends, so we try to work out a weekend time to do it. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. I like. I think a lot of folks really like hearing about what other homesteaders are doing. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to, love to have you on. Um, that being said, though, today is a solo show, and I want to talk about my garden and the things I'm doing, but again, focus on the food forest. So let's just jump right into that. Uh, the, the garden's looking great. You know, I put in this new, um, garden area beside my house. And, um, and the reason we did that is it's a little bit of an expansion of the garden, but in some ways it's not because I actually took out a lot of beds out of the backyard. We have grandkids, so we, we have this space, you know, we have a fenced in backyard and it's just been a perfect area for grandkids to play. Right. So, I, I moved a lot of the, the the raised beds out of there. Not all of them, but a lot of them right in the middle of the yard out. Um, and we, you know, got the swing set. And we got an area for them to play back there. And, you know, because we're raising more than food. We're raising kids. So we, we like to, you know, they're here a lot. So we want them, you know, have a place for them to play and, and be safe because they're in the fence. So that being said, I moved most of the garden up beside the house in an area. We moved the fence over, put in all new raised beds up there. Um, there was already a, a small area up there uh, with trees and a few things growing, but I built uh, five new raised beds up there, and those things are hopping. Generally, on a first year uh, with garden beds, sometimes it takes a little while for your garden soil to kind of balance out, but these things are doing great. I um, everything in this in these beds looks great. Is is, is just growing uh, like crazy. Um, the rutabaga has blown up. Onions are awesome. Potatoes are doing great. Um, the only thing that the tomatoes are probably coming on a little slow, but I didn't, uh, even when I started those in the greenhouse, I didn't have any heat on them or anything. They were just kind of doing their thing. So they got, and then we had a couple really cold days. I think it, it, um, kind of stunted them a little bit, but they're doing good. They look good. They're just not as big as they usually are at this point, but they're going to be fine. Um, peppers again are a little slow also. Everything else looks great though. The carrots look great. The, all the greens, the the lettuce, the Swiss chard, the kale, all that looks great. Um, got some uh, a squash up there. Got some uh, pumpkin. Um, just a lot of stuff going on in that garden, and I'm really enjoying that space. I matter of fact, just this morning, there's a little table I put up right between a couple of the pear trees in that area. And I just sit there and drink my coffee this morning and, and listen to the birds. Birds, actually, there's a, some robins that build a nest in the pear tree right above that table. And I'm sitting there just kind of lean back watching the robin up there. I mean, literally like maybe six feet above my head as I'm sitting in a chair up there uh, in the nest, just, just doing its thing. So really just an enjoyable space, growing lots of food in that area. And, uh, and still have a few beds in the back around the out. Uh, around the outer edges of the backyard um i still have cucumbers going i have a lot of beans going i have uh what do i have eggplant uh, back there i have some um okra back there there's a lot of things growing back there and also have a lot of apple trees back there a few apple trees back there so i mean there's things growing in the backyard still even though we moved out a majority of the beds and uh to this new area now i did eat up a little bit of the new property um with with that area by moving the fence over, right? Just a few feet. Um, but the rest of it, most of the rest of it is going to be, um, food forest. Now food forests take time. And, and what I like about a food forest is the idea that it's very low maintenance once it's established, once it's going. And, and you, you see that from an actual forest, you walk into a forest, 
and, and you see a lot of production. You see a lot of things growing. You see a lot of activity, and you see things working together. And what you don't see, though, is somebody in there working that garden. <laughs> you don't see somebody in there having to do things. This thing is balanced. It's working. It's doing its thing, and it's perpetual, and everything's working together. And things that don't work don't grow, and things that you know work well grow well. And it's very, very productive. So you can take that, that concept, move it onto a property, even on a small scale, only you do it in a way that it's providing for you even more. Uh, instead of having, you know, a lot of trees that just benefit, you know, that ecosystem, you also have, have the trees benefiting you as far as food or, or other purposes uh, that you might need. So we, we generally would bring in a lot of fruit trees, nut trees, things like that to build that upper canopy of your food forest and, and you get that height and you know, and you get, you build a canopy and then you're going to build guilds around those trees and in, in some of those areas. And you're going to plant things around those trees that'll benefit the tree that'll benefit you. So we're, we, you know, I'm starting to consider a lot of things, what I'm going to plant around these trees. I just put in, see 10 trees yesterday and a, and a, um, hazelnut bush. Some people say it's a tree. It's really kind of a bush. Uh, it depends on how you cut it. It can be, it'll look like a tree or a bush really, but it's pretty good size. So what I put in was, uh, uh, three pawpaw and I'm in Indiana. So, I mean, I'm limited on, I can't grow, you know, citrus and things like that. So the closest thing we got to a citrus tree is a pawpaw tree. <laughs> they call it the Indiana banana. Okay. So it's, it's something that's not real common. You don't see them a lot around here. Matter of fact, I had to kind of go to this individual, uh, greenhouse. This guy that runs a, a little small greenhouse a few towns away uh, to find some and he had some that he grew from seed so i got three of those and planted and i got a an almond tree which is something else you don't see a lot of in indiana but you know i've seen a few of them growing and being productive in indiana um every you know you read a lot on the internet and it says that they won't grow because you'll get late frost it'll kill off the the opportunity to grow any nuts on it but you know, I've also seen several cases where uh, people are successfully uh, growing almonds in Indiana. So I'm going to give it a try. So we got an almond tree. I also got a uh, two different kinds of plums. I got American plum and beach plum. I got two of each of those. And I got, um, see, what else did I get? Oh, a couple of uh, blood peach uh, trees. And then I got the hazelnut bush slash tree, whatever you want to call it there. So I planted all that. And, uh, and I did that along the outer border of that property. I went all the way around because I want to build this like living fence sort of, you know, I want the tall trees around the edges. I want to leave the op the middle more open to let that sunlight in the middle of the property. But I went around the edges with that. So that that's kind of the start. Now, what I want to do as far as building guilds around those, I want to consider the needs of the tree, obviously. I mean, if there's an insect that's, that, um, is common for attacking that tree. I'm going to look for things that I can plant that will work in a, in a symbiotic way with that tree that might, you know, drive away that certain insect. I'm going to look for things that are pretty neutral to that tree that I can use something that I can eat or something that I can use for a medicinal purpose, things like that. Uh, you might look for the needs of the trees as far as like nitrogen. You might look for things um, that just uh, help it in any other way, keep disease away. There are different herbs um, and plants and things you can grow around trees that can really benefit that tree. I think about my comfrey that I've got around my pear trees. Um, all three of the pear trees that I have 
I planted comfrey around them. And they, they're just such a huge benefit to those pear trees. Uh, they, I mean, those, those pear trees are the best three trees on my property. They look awesome. And in three years, they were producing pears and after I planted them. And they just look great. They're just the healthiest trees I've ever seen. And I planted um, uh, uh, two uh, comfrey, uh, uh, Russian uh, Bocking 14 comfrey plants, one on each side of the tree. And it basically... It looks like they're all the way around. It looks like several plants, but it's really only two plants. And I keep it, you know, about two, three feet high um, through the summer. I keep it down a little bit. And and then in the winter or when it gets cold out, I, I love how those, um, those comfrey plants just lay it down. It looks like a mulch pile around the tree. It looks like a really nice mulch pile. So it, it basically it provides like a living mulch in the summer and, and a dead mulch in the uh, the winter really insulates it. Um, it. It benefits with with nitrogen and other um, other amendments for that tree that it would provide. Again, the leaves are breaking down, so it's providing a good organic uh, uh, material that's breaking down constantly in the ground around those trees. And they just do great with it. I've just seen those trees just flourish uh, with that but now i don't want comfrey around every tree i want to i also want to plant a lot of things that will benefit me in other ways and benefit the tree so i'm going to really do a lot more homework on each of those of each of those varieties of trees and really try to determine what i want to plant because those trees got a lot of growing to do i bought them pretty small they're only a couple feet tall uh so they're pretty small trees but i didn't want to spend a lot of money by getting a bigger tree i got time so i mean we may be looking five six seven years before we're really seeing this thing come to fruition of where I want it to be or the visions and really start coming into play. But I wanted to get something going. So I really thought out what I wanted to put on that outer edge and um, and, and and start planting around it. But again, I want to be taking my time building the guilds around them. Right now, it's just going to be you know mulch around them for now just until we get these things growing good and um, just lots of water you know get them really established get them going good start start raising that canopy and then we'll start working on uh, planting the guilds around but it was a good start yesterday like i said i planted all that yesterday and it felt like a really good start uh, to developing this property i do have a lot of plans though there's going to be a lot of trails uh, it's not a huge property i mean uh this this property uh, this a second property this next door property already has a, a 40 by 60 pole barn on it so you know it's it's taken up a lot of that it's a city lot so it's not a huge lot so basically about a third of the property is taken up with that pole barn so we have about two-thirds of it that's just vacant lot so it's not a huge amount of space i mean it was probably a a tenth acre lot so you know um do the math and how much we got left um but it's going to make a really nice little food forest. But I can come off of it with a couple little trails, kind of weaving through the property um, with things planted along it. I mean, we're going to be doing all the levels of a food forest. We're going to be trying to get the bushes and the shrubs and 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 then you know the uh, the plants, and then get down to the herb level and uh, and root vegetables and everything in this area. So um, it's it's going to take some time. It's going to be a long process, but hey, it gives me more to talk about later, right? As we as we grow this thing and turn this thing around and turn it into what it can be. Now, I would love to incorporate some of the animals in there, like maybe get a rabbit tractor or maybe even build some kind of a quail tractor for my quail and start working them inside that lot in areas where I'm going to be planting. Um, I'll have to look into that. I think I'm going to do that. I just want to build something that's really secure because there are a lot of dogs and cats in my neighborhood that just seem to run kind of wild. I want to make sure it's very, very secure for them because um, I just find that, that they, I don't know, you know, my neighbors have no concept of keeping their animals on their property. I don't 
get overly carried away about it because my dogs are secure so they can't get to my dogs um but still you know they're constantly in that property running around so i'm all the time running them out of there um but uh yeah i I just want to make sure whatever i do there is going to be really secure Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm working on it. It's coming along slowly. I, I love the idea of having a food forest. It's it's my long-term, low-maintenance idea of growing food. Um, I'm a guy who doesn't have a lot of time. You know, I work a lot of hours. We have a lot of family commitments. I'm busy doing a lot of other things like this podcast, you know, and I try to get exercise and do things outside of here. We try to visit family. I mean, there's a lot of things we're doing. So, you know, I mean, I try to... Uh, manage the time I spend on the homestead wisely and do as much as I can with the time I have available. So a food force seems like a good idea to me, something that will mostly take care of itself. Yeah, you have to you know cut a few things, do a lot of chop and drop here and there, but it's pretty quick. I mean, you take a stroll through your pathways, you walk along, you do your thing. And uh, I run my homestead a little bit like that anyway. I mean, I do a lot of the chop and drop with the trees I have, with the comfrey. Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, really thought out uh, where I wanted to put things like comfrey and stuff so I could have it right there next to beds that I want to lay it on. Um, I've put a little thought into that. So I kind of run my entire homestead a little bit like a food forest. Uh, this is just going to actually look more like a traditional food forest. I mean, with the with the trees and the, the pathways and the things growing along the edges. And, you know, so it's, it's I, I like the idea of growing a lot of food with very low input, manual labor input, uh, once it's established. And like I said, I think it's going to be seven, eight years maybe before this thing's really coming into its own. I have this vision uh, of what I want it to look like. Here in this town that I live in, we have a little park uptown called the Arts Park. And, and it's just a, I don't even know, they do concerts there, they do a lot of stuff. But in this Arts Park, um, they did a great job of designing it. It's It's got little trails through it. It's got all kinds of little trees and shrubs and flowers. There's a pond in there that looks beautiful. Every time I get a chance, I, if I'm out for a walk or something, I walk through that arts park. And it's beautiful. But what I always think about is, when I'm walking through there, is what if all this stuff was edible in here or serves some kind of function for people like you know medicine or, you know, of course, food? Um what would that be like? What would that look like? Cause I would, my vision is for this property to look something like that arts park only be mostly food and medicinal. Um, and I like that idea, you know, uh, cause it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. The way they've designed it is just, is just amazing. So I, I put a lot of thought into the looks of things. You know, I see a lot of people who do food for us and some of them don't look that great. I mean, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. It just, to me, it looks messy. It really does. I mean, to each their own. If it makes them happy, it's fine. But it's not m- what I like. I like a. I like it to look nice. You know, I like to feel good walking through because it's not just about the food for me. It's not just about you know uh, preparedness and 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 having lots of abundance of things to eat. That's it's very important to me. It's very important that I have healthy food. That I have a lot of healthy food. But it's also important to me that I like to spend time there. That 
there's something about spending time in the garden to me that goes beyond healthy eating. There's something to be said about the way it makes you feel. And I think that's as big a part of our health as the food itself, the, the, the mental part of it, the, the, uh, the spiritual part of it, even if you will. And, and I just love to walk through my garden. I love to sit at a table in my garden or at a bench in my garden and drink a cup of coffee and just look at it. So I want a pleasant area that I can walk through, feel good about it and just have beauty all around me. It's very important to me. And I also think it's good for your neighbors. You know, I I think that when you have what looks like wilderness and it's head high weeds, what it looks like to the outside world, I think that that doesn't help our cause for promotion for the promotion of of gardening and permaculture and food forests and getting people down that path because a lot of people see that and they just see weeds they see a mess and um, so I like to build something beautiful that people think wow I'd like my backyard to look like that and feed me you know so it's important to me it isn't important to everybody I get that I, I don't knock that at all it's fine with me however you want to live and however you're happy with your garden that's great for me though i like it to have this certain look and uh, that's what i want to build and i think it's going to take a while for me to get it there but i think it'll get there and a lot of my regular garden has gotten there Uh, this is just a little different this is going to be a little bit different of a look a little different style but i think in the end could be very very abundant and beautiful to spend time in. So I kind of can't wait to get it there. But I wanted to get started, and uh, we did yesterday. We planted the first uh, the first things on that property to really start the food forest. Um, so that's enough of that. Where we're going with that, I'm sure I'll be talking about that a lot in the future as I'm developing that. But uh, yeah, we you know we we did hatch some more quail here recently, and those are doing great. I'm about a week away from putting them in their permanent homes. And, um, so they're, they're doing really good. And then I want to hatch some more cause I didn't get the hatch rate that I wanted. I ended up with about a 50% hatch rate, so I need more. So we're going to get some more cause I want to keep, keep a, quite an abundance of those going. I felt like with all the things that are going on in the world, I just feel like I want to have a little, little more security with my food than I normally care about. I mean, normally I don't worry about it a lot. I like having it here, but Definitely, I'm wanting to pay a little bit more attention to, to say, raising rabbits and raising quail and having that protein source on the property. I'm paying a little bit more attention to what I'm growing. In the past, I've grown a lot of things that were just for fun, you know. I'm growing a lot of things that uh, I like, but I didn't grow a lot of it. You might be, you know, might get to enjoy it a couple times, you know. Um, and and then, then that was it, you know, that's all I grew, a couple plants of it. This year, I really focused on things that we use a lot of. I mean, I really, I really planted a lot of potatoes. I planted a lot of onions. I planted a lot of tomatoes. I planted, you know, a lot of peppers, a lot of greens, uh, like kale and Swiss chard and, and lettuce. But again, you can't really preserve the lettuce. Um, it's more of a eat, eat it as we go, uh, kind of thing, but anything I could freeze or can, and that we eat a lot of, I wanted to grow, uh, uh, you know, things like turnips and radishes and, and, and rutabaga and things like that, that we can make things out of and even, and put it away. Even, um, I grew a lot of that, uh, this year. Um, so I've been really thinking about food security because of all the events in the world and the things that are going on. And, and it's probably an overreaction, but I would rather overreact a little bit to something like that and have some food put away 
than to not. Um, so it's something that on a preparedness level, I've been thinking a lot more about. No doubt when I first got into homesteading, it was, it was really about um, uh, healthy food. And then honestly, it transitioned a little bit to to enjoyment. I mean, I really, really just enjoy growing things and eating things from a garden, even though I really care about the health aspect of it as well. And But really, there's this transition going on in me now that's even less about that and more about preparedness and just having that stuff um, here, almost like a victory garden mindset, a victory homestead, if you will. Maybe I ought to do a podcast on the victory homestead. A lot of people talk about a victory garden. Maybe we should talk about a victory homestead uh, where we take it beyond the garden and really think about providing for yourself when times are tough um, all across your homestead in everything you're doing, not just growing uh, vegetables. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot to that. So I really want to take, you know, I'm taking the, the food um, security a little further than what I have in the past is just making sure we have enough here if something happened. Um, that being said, I try not to spend a lot of time watching the news and dwelling on all the bad because in, 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 in a very real sense, it's not been that bad for us. I was off work for several weeks. I got unemployment. I got the thing. I, you know, I took what everybody else was getting that was in that same situation and uh, went back to work and things seem like they're pretty full blast. I'm doing some different things. My job ain't quite as good as it was because it's still slow in some areas. I've had to transition to doing some things I don't normally do, which I don't like that much, but you know, we all do things we don't like and but we have to sometimes so i'm dealing with that um but here on my homestead i'm thinking a lot more about the future of our food and our money i'm trying to grow things that'll even save us some money so we can put away a little bit more money in case something happened there so i'm thinking about uh saving money thinking about you know paying off more stuff and, and getting completely out of debt we're not there i like to be completely out of debt soon and um so we're thinking a lot about that and we're just thinking about the future of our food. So the food forest definitely plays a part in that, but it's farther future. You know, I'm not giving up on the the, the years from now for the days and months from now. Uh, I, I don't I want to grow things that are immediate, things that are this year, things that are that'll feed our family, you know, in the, the next few months to. But I don't want to sacrifice what my plan was for years to come. It'd be really easy to till up this whole lot here and just go traditional grow 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 you know and we just grow lots of vegetables every year can lots of stuff do it that way but that wasn't my vision for the property no doubt it would provide us a lot of food um uh, probably way more than we ourselves as a family need uh but it's not what i wanted for the property so i want to do the food forest but that definitely has a result that's way in the future you know a few years in the future before it's extremely abundant and that's where I'm trying to keep my focus on that. I don't want to let the fear of the things that are going on right now change that. Um, although if push came to shove, I mean, I could just break out a rototiller and till that up and grow lots of food there. But, you know, we're, we're, we're going the, the other route for now unless things made a, a, a really serious turn. But I think we've probably seen the worst of it. It's hard to say. I don't want to even speculate on that too much because there's just so much going on in the world right now. But, uh, yeah. I, I'll just stay away from that topic. You know, I just wanted to come on here today and just do a little solo show, talk to you a little bit about the things that are going on, the plans for the property. And, uh, you know, I know I don't, uh, I haven't done this much lately as far as just uh, <laughs> rambling about what we've got going on here. 
But I do like occasionally coming on here, and I used to do this, you know, mostly instead of doing interviews, and uh, I like covering topics. But this one was uh, was just about me, you know, and about what we got going on here, and uh, and the idea of a food forest. So if that's something that you are working on, or if it's something that that uh, maybe you'd like to see implemented on your property. We can talk a lot more about it in the future and the things I'm doing as I figure out what I'm going to put in the guilds and whatnot. I'll be sharing that with you and I'll be giving, you know, my thoughts on why I'm planting, what I'm planting and why and, and, and how it's going to benefit the homestead. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, there's a lot, I have a lot to learn. You know, you don't come into these things knowing all these things. I want to find the best things to plant around these trees. And I want to figure out the best plants to implement into this uh, food forest. So um, I'll be doing a lot of study, a lot of homework, you know, trying to figure out what it is I want to put out here that's really going to be the the best benefit. Because again, it is a a limited amount of space. It ain't like I'm dealing with dozens of acres here. Um, I want to get the most I can out of this space in this food forest area. So that's it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little conversation and it's pretty short and sweet, but um, (laughs) I hope you'll tune in uh, in the next uh, weeks and then we'll uh, maybe get some more interviews. And I have a few, uh, I have a few solo topics in mind too. I have some things I'd like to kind of talk about. You know, I kind of like the idea that, uh, that, uh, um, victory homestead rather than a victory garden that'd be kind of an interesting topic to talk about how uh, the homestead becomes a victory homestead and, and just kind of tap into that a little bit more there's some other topics again i want to cover as well so uh that is all we'll talk about on that if you want to check out more of the podcast you can go to heraldthornbro.com and you know there's a lot of them listed there we don't forget we also have a patreon uh, page where there's podcasts that are going up that you'll never hear on this show. There are several podcasts in there already that I've done on the side that uh, you can listen to just for Patreon members. So check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes for that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great books out there on Food Forest. There's a lot of great YouTubers out there uh, doing a Food Forest. Check some of that out. Be inspired. Get out there and get to work. And uh, if it's something you have a little bit of space for and you want to pursue that, I encourage you to do so. I think it's a great benefit to a homestead. And it can be a, a way to, to provide your family for a great amount of food security in the future for very little input at the time. It takes a little while to get it there. It takes a lot of input to get it there. But I think once it gets there, probably nothing produces as much for as little work as a food forest from what I've seen. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I'm glad you joined me today. And uh, until next time, happy homesteading and God bless. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To learn more or find more episodes, just head on over to heraldthornbro.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.